Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all points in between and outside of that spectrum. Welcome in to the season finale of the Warriors of Lust podcast. I am your warrior of lust, the enemy of innocence, Callie Page. I am the insatiable Taraka Drake. And I am the temptress of fate, Serena Hema. And of course, we are your Warriors of Lust here to wrap up the season, episode number 12. 12 episodes has gone by so fast. Jesus feels, Christ. <laughs> I know, right? It feels like just yesterday we were doing episode one. Wow. But, but here we are, episode 12, perhaps aptly titled Breaking Up. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to break up with your roleplay partner. And uh, by extension, how to break up in real life, because as we've learned so many times in this show, things that apply to your roleplay in-game do actually hold a lot of weight to things in real life as well. So we'll be uh, handling uh, all about breaking up and how to deal with that and how to be broken up with. We will also be uh, diving into the Thirst Down Hall of Fame. Uh, rather than putting new entries out to the uh, Hall of Fame or to the Thirst Down, we will be selecting our best ones from the season and creating the Hall of Fame. And lastly, we'll wrap things up today with a little bit of a uh, retrospective on the season and talk about future plans, if they exist, and what they may look like. So, uh, while you still can, I would recommend you head on over and check out uh, streamlabs.com slash Ascalia slash merch where you can get some Warriors of Lust merch. Grab that. I saw someone picked up a Enemy of Innocence tote bag the other day, which was very exciting to see. Uh, so make sure you head on over, check out. You can get some uh, Cali, uh, Jiraku, and Serena merch available over there. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, first of all, how's everyone doing tonight? Serena, how are you? I am good. I'm Just good? Right. I'm all right. You hold, I'm hang in there. I know. It's an emotional I'm night. emotional. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big night. We, You it's... know, we. it feels like we've been on a journey over the last six months or so. We have. Do you remember when we were talking about the age of consent and people didn't even know if we, they liked our show yet? Yes. <laughs> we're like, we're definitely making enemies. Like, this is not okay. Um, yeah, there was, uh, we, we had a, a wonderful guest on in the mid-season to talk about um, uh, LGBTQIA representation. We'll get into that later in the season. But yeah, it's an emotional night. And also fucking dragons. We covered that in that episode as well. We yeah, did. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about fucking dragons. That's that's for sure. I mean, really, it, it's not that surprising. I mean, it's not. I just feel like it's important to mention again to bring it back. I mean, listen, we can talk about fucking dragons if you want. We can we can do that for our last episode. No, we should <laughs> talk about breakups. I think that's going to be more relevant to our audience. That's yeah, probably accurate. Uh, that, so yeah, that's a stealth burden, but you have to sit on that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, all right then. Let's just, uh, let's talk. Jiraku, what have you been up to? How have you been, uh, been getting along the last couple of weeks? Um, I have been surprise, surprise, ill, and I have been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses all of yesterday. Stop! After you, you got, you got sick again. It's incredibly unprecedented. I know. <laughs> uh, I, I think that what I have now is allergies. Okay, well, that, I mean, everyone's got that going on. Like, like in Michigan, people are getting their asses kicked by allergies this year. They're terrible. Everyone's, everyone's getting their asses kicked. Free sexism has caused this problem for us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, also, I, 
I agree with that. Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, it's it's rampant. I would also say it's fucking hot as shit, but that might just be me. It was but... not particularly hot here, at least not today. I mean, it was the last couple of days, and it's going to be like 90 tomorrow. That's going to be... It That's going to be a trip. I think it was like 91 for me today, so it might cool. be a close then. Yeah. Uh, Jiraku, for you, that's like 30-ish. Uh, for me, I yeah. don't experience your extreme temperatures because I stay with my blackout curtains <coughs> in my darkened room having a delightful time during the daytime when it is actually hot. Uh... I think I might have figured out why Jiraku's uh, getting sick all the time. Jiraku, you need there's vitamins in the sunlight. You you do need to feel it sometimes. <laughs> you need some of those vitamins. It's not goth to get sunlight. Also, it I is. Do take, I do take vitamins. Listen, it's fine. It's it fine. is goth to get sunlight. I am goth, and I still get sunlight. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you are you are you gonna lecture Serena on what is and isn't goth? <laughs> well, actually. Let me let, let me let me stop you right there. For I do hate the outside, but I still get some sunlight because I do have to go outside. I have do to you, fund you, my black clothing somehow. Do you break an umbrella? Uh, no. I just blast the AC like nobody's business. Fair. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I, uh tomorrow. I'm uh, getting my test results to find out if I have ADHD tomorrow. That's that's my big news. So glad that ADHD. I'm so happy. Ended that with. Boy, I, I gotta tell you, um, I don't know that there's ever been something I was more certain I had before I got the test results. Like, I I went through the just the test, and I literally kept catching myself like dazing off and doing other things besides what I was supposed to be doing on the test. I'm just like, this probably probably proves a point of some kind. <laughs> I'm um. I'm I forget to eat a lot. Sometimes, like I, I get up to go eat, but then instead I do the dishes and then go back to doing whatever I was doing. I don't, I don't, I'm not very good at being a person. Me neither. It's okay. Yeah. We could do this together. <laughs> so See, I have the reverse of that, where I get up to go do something else, and I'm like, you know, I could eat, and then I forget what I was originally going to do, and then I spend 45 minutes cooking. Yeah. That I I could see that happening. I uh, I do have one dangerous thing in my house. I now have a jar of olives in my car, in my uh, refrigerator. What kind uh, of olives? Uh, green olives. Okay. And what that means is, at any given moment, I eat twenty to thirty olives. So, um, salad. Yeah, I, I've got a I've got a problem with olives and pickles. I think it's because I mean, like all trans girls do, because we we crave salt. But you know, anyway, that's not important. Uh, what is important is hopefully if you have if you think you might have adult ADHD, go get yourself tested. Live your life. <sighs> yeah, and more importantly, well, I shouldn't say more important, but also importantly, uh, if you're going to cook, put effort in and make it delicious. Because even if no one else is ever going to enjoy it, even if you don't want other people to experience your cooking, you're going to experience your cooking, and you deserve to eat good food. That was deep, Jiraku. I enjoyed that. It's my excuse. <laughs> That's why you can spend 45 minutes cooking every time? Pretty much every time, yeah. That's I love it. Low. I get made fun of because it takes me 45 minutes to make hamburgers, but joke's it, on them. They're delicious. It should take 45 minutes to make hamburgers. Wait, what the hell? I, I mean, I guess if you just had like some frozen patties, I guess you could you could make them faster than that. But like, yeah, no. For, like Burgers should take like 45 minutes. You toast the bun and should make a good sauce to go on the burgers and should make your patties and yeah 
The forty-five minutes is about right. Oh no! Like the patties sit on the skillet for forty-five minutes. No, wait, no, mm. no, no. Hold on. Mm. What I don't do you eat charcoal on your bread? No, I cook it very low and very slow, and I end up with something that's thoroughly cooked and incredibly juicy. Do you eat like your steaks like well done? No. Absolute. How dare you insult? Okay, we need to do the show. <laughs> Fucking let's talk about breakups. Speaking of that insult, <laughs> I think she's gonna leave me. <laughs> yeah, perhaps we'll get to it. I promise. Right now, it's time for the Thirst Down Hall of Fame. Over the last twelve episodes, eleven episodes plus our pilot episode, we have done the Thirst Down on every single episode. Uh, we have gone in and uh, picked uh, each week three of the lovely denizens of Aetherus to join the thirst down uh the 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 uh Aetherus is most thirst worthy basically is what we have created uh so each of us has 12 of them we are going to go through each of our lists and then as a team we are going to elect one of each of those lists to the hall of fame so we will have three people entering the thirst down hall of fame one from each of our lists and uh, I suppose I'll go first, and I think mine is clearly going to be the hardest to pick from because mine was the best. So, <laughs> on my Thirst Down selections, and these are all in order uh, that we got them in. So, starting with the pilot and going through episode 11, we had Hilda, a.k.a. the Mongrel, Sadu Dotharl, Mother Mune, Lucia, Estinian, Vina. Zloe Aliapo, Shiva, Kuranai, Renderay, Grahatia, and Azima, who I uh, learned just this week is also voiced by Vina. So that's yes. why I love her so much, apparently. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> you just learned that? I did. I, I was because I was just we were just going through like trying to figure out who all the all the gods in uh, Aglaya are. I'm like, oh. okay, well, Ralgar is a Stinian for sure, and um, the first boss is Urianje. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Naldthal is Emmet Selk and Grahatia. Yep. And then we, we were stumped on uh, on uh, Azima for a moment, and for I was kind of like, I think it might be Vana. And yeah, then we got then we actually got to her in the fight. We're like, oh yeah, it's it's definitely Vana. Yep. So those are my twelve. Uh, do we want to throw out some uh, suggestions for who might be the winner amongst those twelve? So I'm I'm very particular to Vana. And Grahatia. <laughs> okay, Vana, I mean, Vana and Grahatia. I mean, I think for sure when we did the uh, episode where we are we allowed to talk spoilers finally in uh, Endwalker, I do feel like Vana was the hardest I had ever thirsted over a character where I was just like, I love her so much and I, I wanted her on the thirst down. I was ready to fight you to have her on my thirst down. So. <laughs> We were gonna throw down. Yeah, honestly. like it, it almost came to throwing hands over it. So, uh, yeah, I could definitely see Vina. Uh, Jiraku, uh, of my 12, is there anyone who stands out in particular to you? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, I think that personally, for my money, Hilda's still the best on that list. Um, you think, you think but, the best I did was on week one, huh? Yeah, but I'll give you this I would say that Azema's the runner up. So yeah. started strong, you ended strong. I mean, listen, Azima is, oh, she is perfection personified. She's already thinking about having kids, which I'm so happy about. I don't, <laughs> I don't know which of us is going to be pregnant, but I'm fine with it either way. Either way, it's a yes. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I I'm a big fan uh, of Azima. I think for my two, it is Vana and Azima, which is which breaks my heart because there are so many on here that I absolutely love. Jaloui Aliapo, Sadu Dotharal, uh, Renda Ray is on here who I love. Kuranai and her sister Hisui, because uh, I assume if you get one, you get both. They're always in the same place. Um, so, so really, what I'm hearing is between Vana and Azima. That's basically what it's down to. Because that's I feel been like. that's, that's basically has two votes. Yeah, you and Draku and me and you. So, so I I feel like as I look at Vana and and Azima, we got way more time with Vana. We got to do. Uh, we got we got to meet her. We've obviously known her for a long time throughout the entirety of the game, mm-hmm. although only in brief moments. Uh, and we really got to have a, so much time with her and to flesh out the character and to see her go through the the sundering and all that. And for me, for my money, it's it's got to be Vana. So I think from my list, Vana goes to the Hall of Fame. I honestly, I say yes. I am one hundred percent down with this. I can accept that. I'm not okay. going to turn down Vanilla. All right, then I think we're in agreement. Uh, our first inductee into the Thirst Down Hall of Fame is Mommy Heidelin herself, Vanilla. Woohoo! Uh, Serena. I would laugh if I could muster the enthusiasm. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Okay. I'm very tired. <laughs> Great. So happy you're amped up for our final episode. I. Uh, mm. Anyway. Okay, great. Serena, your turn. Okay, so the 12 that we have to choose from for me, we have Stola, Misha, mm-hmm. Emmett Selk, Ludianje, Aaronville, Hithlidaeus, Runtia, Lena, Hermes, Dulia Chai, Zenos, and Mide Hutko. Ugh. Um, There's a lot of good ones on here, too. I mean, everyone's list obviously has a bunch of good people. Um, man... All right, I could take a couple off immediately that are that are definitely not wins here. It's definitely not Hermes. Oh yeah. And it's definitely not Xenos and his bubble butt. I love Xenos, but yes, <laughs> I know you and do. I would say the same thing with probably Runtia. Yeah, it's probably not Runtia as great as he is. Uh, okay, I am. I've got it down to three in my head. I can tell you head. my top three. I can tell All you right. that I think there's only one that could possibly win this. Okay, who, who do you got, Draku? It's the character that when you did the casting call, everyone <laughs> agreed was the hottest yeah. character. <laughs> how is this a debate? How are you looking at this list and going, there's, how are you looking at the list of everyone picked so far between all three of us and going, it's not Ishtola that's the hottest here. Yeah, I, out of your mind. You're right. Listen, when we, when I did my, uh, when I, when I started uh, interviewing people and, and getting auditions, literally every single person had Ishtola on their hottest characters list. So I, 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 is absolutely one of the three I'm thinking of. I will say in my defense that when, uh, we made those dis- uh, selections. I had not yet met Aaronville or Hithlidaeus, who I also have on my uh, top three out of um, out of Serena's list. So for me, it's Yustola, Aaronville, and Hithlidaeus. Serena, who do you like off your list? Emmett Selk. <laughs> well, <I'm> not- <laughs> Sorry, that's fair. And Yustola. <laughs> All right. Well, all three, all three of us agreed on Yishtola, and literally everyone else in the world agreed on Yishtola. I feel like if we don't say Yishtola, people are just going to be happy our show's over. Oh, yeah. 
People are gonna be like, "Fuck Probably. those people anyway," right? Unless you talk, it's my husband. He is your husband, but that would be that would be very much uh, uh, nepotism to to pick him. <laughs> All right, I I think to, maybe to the shock of nobody in the world, Yishtola is also joining our inaugural Thirstown Hall of Fame class, which brings us to Jiraku and oh, his somewhat yeah his somewhat esoteric list of characters maybe we should have a, a division of the hall of fame called the jiraku section <laughs> I, I would just like to point out that the reason behind this is that i think that it's incredibly easy to pick the obvious characters but the thirst down and our podcast is best utilized to showcase characters that go underappreciated uh-huh uh, well, no speaking state. of the underappreciated, Jiraku, it's your turn. So my list, starting from the very beginning, is Rodley Akeen. <laughs> and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and remind you guys of a couple of these. Yeah, who they uh, are. Yeah, Rodley Akeen from the Void Arc, the Maki. The lesbian pirate lady. Pirate. Le- lesbian yeah. sky pirate. Uh, Tista B, who runs the strip club in Yulmore. And is super hot. He plays cards with you. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Alec, Alaka, she's a necromancer, and I'm here for that. Yep. Uh, Drusilla, because Reaper is hot, and anyone that uses a scythe is hot. Very it's experienced. Ranji, because I can respect and appreciate physical perfection. And I have yet to see anyone in this game do anything on par with kicking a fucking trolley into the stratosphere. <laughs> uh, Amon, because melodrama is hot and theatrics are good. Uh, Gaidolo from the Bard quest line, who, if you don't understand why he's on here, you haven't played Bard. He's the rock star, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anor, uh, uh, whose last name is apparently officially Cockburn. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely heard anal. So anal let's continue. Cockburn. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's what happens when you don't use lube. Always use lube. Oh, Princess Yugi from the Ninja Quest line, uh-huh. who is the brattiest of brats. Uh, Karasu from the same quest line, who again, if you don't know who Karasu is by name, you haven't played Ninja, and you should rectify that. Is she the most soon of soon? If Princess Yugi is the brattiest of brats. Uh, Karasu is a guy, actually. Oh, is he the most soon of soon? He is the most melodramatic character in the game that features a mod. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so then we have Hanansa, who I don't, I don't actually feel really confident in that pick. So we're going to move on <laughs> All right, to the disreputable one. priest. <laughs> who is best from the Garo event? <laughs> From the Garo event, which I am so stoked came back. It's the best gear in the game for Glamour. It remains the best gear in the game for Glamour. It's always been and probably always will be. You find me another way to make yourself look dumb as hell in this game that is superior to that Makai shit, and I will call you a liar. Hmm. Okay. So certainly a, uh, as I said, an, an, a somewhat esoteric list. Uh, uh, some people you would not, uh, not the people you would jump to immediately. 
Uh, however, not any less valid to be on this list, which is the point of the Thirst Down. So in many ways, Draco, as you said, you've kind of really captured the spirit of what the Thirst Down is all about. Um, I, I think, I again, I have three that really stand out to me as being absolutely um radley akeen uh because i'm i'm always here for lesbian sky pirates uh i'm a big fan of tista b um even though when you first brought her up i did not remember who she was but now i do quite vividly because i remember being angry during that moment when i realized i was not going to get to have any more cutscenes with her and i was like mm-hmm. oh i want more mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest with you, you kind of just sold me on the on the phrase brattiest of brats with Princess Yuki. I've never even seen her, but I, I kind of kind of feel like uh, it should be her. As as I recall, she was when I pointed out that all Aura that have front facing horns are bratty. Ah, indeed. Yeah, she's right. Sure. You're right, you're right. Uh oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I just looked her up again. Yeah, you're right. No. Yeah, I vote for her. She's great too. So, uh, Radley Akeen, Tista B, and Princess Yuki are my three picks. Serena, what do you think? Radley Akeen was, like, my number one. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, she's, like, one of the ones I've remembered the most. Yep. Like, this entire time. <laughs> like, every Thursday, I'm like, that lesbian sky pirate chick. I wonder if that's because we had we spent, like, 30 minutes on the pilot episode, like, tearing into Jiraku over the pick. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? That's how we started this. Everything. It's how we started. It's how we're ending. <laughs> and my my picks are, of course, the disreputable priest, just to be, and Radley Akin. Yeah, I think we should just go with Radley Akin. I would say I agree. I, once again, all three of us do agree. So I love that someone from the pilot episode. Oh, actually, two people from the pilot episode yes, make yes. it to the end. There, that's awesome. All right. So without. Any further ado, then, our very first, our our inaugural Hall of Fame uh, class for the Thirst Down is Mommy Heidelin herself, Vana, the incomparable Yishtola, and the oft-forgotten but always drooled over Radley Akeen. So uh, congratulations go out to the three of them. We have very much enjoyed getting to do the Thirst Down uh, all season long. It was meant to be a one-off bit that we did on one episode, but it was really popular and everyone kind of liked it. So we're just like, all right, we can think of more characters to thirst over. Absolutely. This game's full of them. Especially if you're Jiraku, because then you could just find any NPC. I'm half convinced that Jiraku literally just walks around. Like Jiraku doesn't pick an NPC. Jiraku picks a zone, and he just walks around in that area until he finds an NPC he likes and then puts it on the How dare you? How dare you? I dare. You reveal your secret? I know. That's not how I do this. You sure? I have a very long list that I... I could do three more seasons of Thirst Downs with just what I've already picked out. And I am positive that two-thirds of that list are characters neither of you would ever pick because your tastes are not appreciative enough of the less popular. Are you trying to suggest that we don't have a a refined palette? I'm trying to suggest that you're not hipster enough to like characters. Uh, Yeah, I would prefer not to be hipster. I will admit I am probably not hipster enough. That's that that's fair. If there is, I don't know. Saying that as a good thing, I'm saying that as my first recorded self burn on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it is your first, but it's it's definitely up there. All right, 
Well, nevertheless, the uh, Thirst Down uh, was something we very much enjoy getting to do this season. And uh, <laughs> uh, congratulations again to those who made it to the Hall of Fame. You can let us know on Twitter how we did. Who would you have picked from our list? Who would you have wanted to make it to the Hall of Fame? Uh, or did we get it right? I mean, I think we got it right. But, you know, you also, may disagree. Be sure to tell everyone that my list is the best list. Mm-mm. If you want to lie to your friends, I guess you can. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, all right. So uh, we were trying to think of what would be a good discussion to have on the uh, last episode of the season here as we uh, work on our season finale. We were actually going to originally do this as our discussion on episode 11. And it was Jiraka who was like, hey, we need to get caught up on a whole bunch of other things. Let's push this back. I think you thought it was more fitting to do on the last episode of the season. And now looking at it, yeah, I think it does. We're talking about breaking up today because... Uh, and not just breaking up a person, but breaking up with your role play partner, because we are a show that's kind of about that community. Uh, role. Why are we talking about this? Is, I think where I want to start because role playing is intensely personal. It is like I don't want to be like melodramatic and say a window into your soul, but it actually is a lot. Very, very much that. I am a firm believer that we write about what we know or we write about what we're experiencing. I frequently, I mean, my, my therapist is literally an art therapist. And one of the things that we do is I take my writing in and we go over it and help. it helps me to like process what I'm dealing with, to look at what I've been writing about. And I think that comes through just as much in role play as we, we, we make characters and we write stories and we talk and we react to things in much the way that we know. And so when you have a role play partner that you've been role playing with for a long time, you do start to know them on a pretty intimate level. You may not even know their real name, but you know them as a person or am I completely off base? No, it's absolutely true. I feel like the nature of role play and of let's be real with ourselves, just interpersonal relationships with people in general is the more of yourself you put into it, the more painful it can be when you need to separate out from that. Um, It works kind of as a metaphor where if you stick your arm in a hole, the deeper you put your arm in, the more it's going to hurt to yank it out. Yep. I know that from experience. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, both in role-play relationships and in real relationships... We uh, don't want to cause ourselves that pain of yanking our arm out or our partner that pain. And we stay in these relationships way longer than we should, not realizing that we're actually inflicting way more pain by just dragging out the inevitable. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit uh, about that. But I wanted to, to to start things off there by just talking about why I feel like this is such an important conversation. I People that I role play with, I, I firmly believe, know me better than anyone and i that's someone who kind of lives in a public spotlight I, I i i do streaming and i do uh you know i'm on twitter and you know all over the place and doing doing all kinds of things we do this podcast but the people who either get to play D with me or get to go through my writing like that or do role play with me they know me more intimately i feel like than almost anybody and there you kind of open yourself up to 
I would be heart more heartbroken to have one of my role play partners tell me that my writing was bad than to tell than like uh, a publisher. You know what I mean? And like a publisser actually is in the business of saying your writer your writing's not good enough to be published. I would like that I would be able to brush off. But if one of my role player partners was like, Hey, what happened? You're not very good at this anymore, I'd be devastated. I'd die. That would suck a lot. That would hurt. Right? Would, I mean that, that would, would be that would be pain. Yeah. So let's talk about the reasons that you might stop role playing with someone. Uh, and Draku, I'll I'll let you kind of lead off on this. If any reasons spring to mind, why um, why you might decide that it's time to stop role playing with someone? So I feel like there's I feel like the biggest thing with an asterisk is that toxic relationships exist. Yeah, and sometimes they start that way. And sometimes they don't start that way, and then they develop into that over time. Um, but the reason there's an asterisk on that is I feel like with certain subsets of people, there is a tendency to say, well, this relationship isn't working out, and it cannot possibly be because it just isn't working. It has to be because there's something wrong with the other person. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this must be toxic. And like that's... If your relationship doesn't work, that doesn't mean de facto it was toxic. It's the nature of interacting with other people is that the wonderful thing about us is that we don't all agree on everything all the time, always, forever, which means that inevitably you're going to run into situations where you just don't get along with people. And sometimes that takes you longer to realize than others. And sometimes it's a case of, I don't terribly like this person very much, but they're really good at role playing and your priorities over time shift. And you go, you know, I the fact I do not like this person outweighs the fact that they're good at role playing. I don't want to role play with them anymore. And it, that can also come in the form of you find someone who's just as good or better at role playing that you also like as a person. Yeah, I, I feel mm -hmm. like the the the, com the comparison is if you knew someone in real life uh, talking about, uh, you know, maybe I don't like them so much as a person, but they're really good at role play. The comparison has got to be well. I don't really care much for hanging out with them, but the sex is amazing, right? Like it can, yeah. you can like, I've, I've had relationships like that where it's like, it's not it, like, is this going to, is this someone I'm bringing home to mom? No, but am I going to enjoy this for a little bit? Yeah. Cause sometimes that's why gags are really valuable. Because <laughs> you can just make them shut up and stop saying the stupid shit and just focus on what matters and is good. Yeah. The problem was I was the sub. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I should have told them I was into uh, sensory deprivation. Then I could have gotten the earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Serena. Any reasons that uh, spring to mind for you for when you know it's 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 time to call it a day? It. It could honestly just be that you guys have different ideas. On mm -hmm. where you want things to go. Or how you want things to end up specifically for your character. Creative differences. Exactly. The creative differences. Because you don't want someone to control everything that's going to happen. You want to be able to share that. If this person's going to be a major part of what you have planned for your character. 
you don't want them to always be like leading the charge unless mm -hmm. that's like what you guys planned right but if they're taking it in a way where you're like i really don't see this that would there's... be sorry oh go ahead i was gonna say there's a very clear and rigid difference between mm -hmm. uh you are creating a thing that is leading my character on a journey versus you are going this is my character now exactly yeah. and that can be a huge thing and really put a rift between things and that might be the time where you need to take a step back and be like hold up well and the other thing too is not only can there sometimes be you know you're taking control of my character but there can also be hey you're leading up my character on a journey that i don't want to explore exactly i don't, I don't want to explore that kind of story with this character i don't think it makes sense for the character or i'm just not comfortable with it and that happens all the time where you'll your role player partner maybe they have a character who has some trait that you're like makes you squeamish or you're really not into it and you're like yeah they're like and from their perspective they're thinking yeah i'm exploring this kind of morally gray area with my character and you're like great enjoy it um i don't want to do that with my character and i don't my character doesn't want to prove that. And that's, it's fine. Like that's literally just creative differences. We're, we're mm -hmm. at different places with our characters. Maybe I could write another, if I really like you as a role play partner, maybe I'll write another character that does fit with that, but not this one. Um, so yeah, I think, I think toxicity is absolutely uh, a good time to know to get out. Creative differences is a good time to get out. And I'll add on a third one of sometimes you meet someone who's a way better role player. Sometimes you meet someone else and the sad truth of it is we only have so much of an attention span and we only have so much time in our day, especially for those of us who are not in, you know, say high school. Uh, we only have so much time and energy that we can dedicate to role playing. And I mean, and every time something else comes into your life, that time gets further cut away. You know, when you when you if you get married IRL or if you take another job or if you any number of things can cut down your roleplay time, and it does as you get older. I feel like start to become like, just like you have less and less friends as you get older, you start whittling down to only the friends you really, really like. Mm -hmm. Roleplay partners is kind of the same thing. You you keep your roleplay partners that you are that you really, really like, and you're and you have a good chemistry with, and you enjoy the scenes that you do. And anyone else who comes into it is kind of just like. I'm sorry, but unless you're amazing at this or we have unbelievable chemistry and I have to pursue this more, um, I, I don't have time. I don't have time. And so those really are kind of like, for me, I think the three big situations. And you may notice that those very, uh, very well mirror probably the three major reasons for a breakup in real life. Oh, yeah. Either it has become toxic or you have quote-unquote creative differences maybe you're going different places in your life maybe there's a religious uh, issue different goals that you want uh maybe it's a uh an issue of, of schooling versus work or different financial ambitions whatever it might be it's just something that has become irreconcilable that you don't want to, that you can't deal with anymore or you meet someone else you you think that you're in love with this person or that they're maybe the one or maybe you don't think you're in love with maybe they're just the person that you're with at the time and then you meet someone who makes you go holy crap as i can attest both my uh wife and myself were dating someone else when we met and uh well that didn't Upgrade. go well for yeah exactly we both traded up so uh <laughs> that is uh there it's 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 a very good comparison because 
again, just like a relationship, you put so much of yourself into role playing uh, that you can sit there feeling ridiculous. Sometimes you sit there in, at your computer going, am I really upset over this fake story? I'm telling about a fake character from a fake game. Like, why am I actually upset about what's going on? And you start getting angry at yourself. You start having those moments of like, okay, I'm being ridiculous. I'm being childish. I'm being petty. And the answer, my answer to that is no, you're not. You're, our stories are important to us because almost always our stories are representative of who we are. So when someone is not treating your stories with the proper respect or the proper uh, um, attention, it feels like they're attacking a part of you. Even that, or if they don't listen to basic ground rules you guys had set up, mm-hmm. or if, um, I my mind just blinked for two seconds. Um, ground rules and basically what you like as a person, if it yeah. gets sexual. Oh, in yeah, kind I mean, of piece. yeah, exactly. If we're in, talking about erotic role play, if people are not. Mm-hmm. First of all, following your no goes if if you know your boundaries exactly. if they if they're not respecting your boundaries or uh, That's the word I was looking for boundaries boundaries I yeah think of it. I think. yeah yeah people need to be respecting that and also theoretically you're trying to make something that you're both going to enjoy hopefully they would be taking a look at the things that you very much do like as well and you know creating those scenes with you uh, as well and hopefully those two things your likes will line up enough that those scenes can be very enjoyable for both people um but yeah i i think those are kind of our our when is it time maybe it's time to consider ending the relationship but that's not i think the hard part for most people i think most people are able to look at it from a realistic perspective and go yeah i don't want to do this anymore whether it's a relationship or a um or a role play partner you most people not all we all have those moments where we are oh uh, just can you know chugging along blindly in the relationship and we really shouldn't be anymore um but i think where people struggle the most actually is in how to end the relationship because mm-hmm. that can be difficult uh it's there let's start by saying that there is no easy way to do it there's no like perfect solution where no feelings are going to be hurt and you're just gonna feel great and just get on with your day uh it it sucks breaking up sucks it really really does so serena why don't you lead us off uh some tips and tricks for the uh, the people at home on how to break up with your role play partner um my biggest thing is I've always started with honesty. Yeah. Like you have to be honest. And I'm I'm a very like most of the time a straightforward person. Yeah. So I kind of talk to them. I'd be like, "Hey, um there's like there's something like there's like a rift or something going on with what we are doing if maybe you guys haven't done any rp in a like weeks or months right you just need to be like there's something wrong maybe we just need to go our separate ways mm-hmm. and break off from it and just be honest maybe it's something that both of you just need it wasn't just working out 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I, a big, I'm a big person about being just straightforward and honest about stuff. Well, it's, it's a good um, point, though, right? Like, And that's not to say you have to be a jerk by any stretch of the imagination, uh-uh. but you should be direct and be honest with them. And just like, just as an example, it's, it, it's really good to say like, Hey, this isn't working for me. Uh, and you know, here's the reason why it's not working for me. You did X, Y, Z thing and here's how it affected me. And I'm not down with that. And so I'm ending this. And like, literally that's, it can be as, as short as that and Mm -hmm. to be to be clear especially in the case of toxicity you actually don't owe anyone an explanation don't let them make you think you do um it can sometimes help you as the person to kind of state your reasons for everything and like solidify it in your mind but you don't owe anyone an explanation if someone is making you uncomfortable or putting you in a in a situation that you're not good with you can remove yourself from that situation and you don't owe anyone a goddamn explanation. Yeah, if you were not comfortable anyway, you can literally say, this is not working out for me. I'm done. Goodbye. And you can leave it at that. You can just leave. Yep. Draku, any tips and tricks? Well, for me, I find that if your number one objective is yourself, in, in specifically in the context of what is the best way to break up with someone. Right. Uh, you know yourself better than I do, so you, the listener, uh, know yourself better than I do. So the things that work for me not might not work for you. Uh, but what I find is it's very much, it smooths things over, it makes it better if you do two things. One, you identify, do I ever want to talk to this person ever again outside of a roleplay context? Right. Um, and like, also, I feel like you don't need to do a big melodramatic breakup unless it's you have, I should, shouldn't even say like melodramatic. You don't actually have to do like a breakup process thing. If it's like, well, I did like five RPs with this person like six right. months ago. You can just, yeah, like, we're, we're, whole we're thing. very, we're very much discussing long-term committed. We've mm-hmm. been role playing for like five years or whatever, or like we, I have you wrapped up in a very important plot to me and I decided I don't want that to happen anymore like that kind of thing um I I just had like a premonition of people all over going well I role played to this person three times now I have to figure out how to break up with them yeah no no you don't like you know we're we're discussing the very serious stuff um but to me like the thing that makes it easy for you um is like just be final but also i find it's much easier to get through it uh if you have a conversation make sure to communicate have the conversation before it hits the point of we're we're breaking up now of like hey could we work on this could we adjust this this is this is how i feel about this um and like be willing to maybe compromise with some people but like if you hit the point where they're just not listening to you when you say that at all, like, yeah, that's fucking, that's what toxicity, like, that's part of what toxicity is, so get the fuck out. Right. Um, and it comes down to, you can give people an explanation if you want to. You can communicate. It might be courteous to do so. Um, especially if they're not, like, an asshole. But if they are, like, an asshole, like, you can just go. Yeah. And... You- and in general, I find the most difficult time that that happens is if it's it's not just a one-to-one thing. It's your, I need to get out of this free company, or I need to get out of 
I need to get away from this person who is a mutual friend of everyone, like all this list of people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something you really need to keep in mind. Um, but like at the end of the day, my advice to you, dear listener, if you are in a relationship that sucks, like it actively sucks every day, you're like, I wish this wasn't happening. It shouldn't matter how many people you share connections with this person with, because if it sucks, it sucks. And if those people that are mutual connections with you are people that you should have in your life, then if you go to them and go, I need to get out of this because it sucks, would you like to remain in contact? Yeah, They'll be understanding about that if they're not shitty. Especially because odds are, if it's that bad, you're probably going to win them in the divorce anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, and I, I have all the sympathy in the world for people in that situation because, yeah, you know, you're, you're dating your free company leader. Well, you know, when that goes south, you're probably leaving the free company. You're leaving your room behind. You're leaving whatever you have in the free company behind. You're cutting yourself off from that contact point with people that you may know and be friends with. And I, of course, do recommend, you know, friend as many people as you can from that social group if you're still comfortable remaining as a part of it. We said this, I think, two episodes ago. Maybe it was just one episode. A couple episodes ago, though. Um, the nice thing about Final Fantasy XIV especially, and also the real world, is there are so many people in it. And a lot of them really suck. A lot of them are terrible. But by the big numbers theory, by the fact that there are so many people in it, a lot of them are really cool, too. I promise you you will find more friends. I promise you, you will find another supportive community, especially in Final Fantasy XIV. They're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, if you're on, hey, if you're on Crystal, you can come hang out in ours. It's pretty cool. Um, we're chill. We're chill. We're nice people. Uh, but yeah, like it is not worth keeping yourself in a toxic, horrific relationship to avoid having to find more friends or avoid having to have an awkward conversation with your friends. Because, again, if it's that toxic and that bad, there's probably going to be a lot of people who are relieved to hear that it's over. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I think my number one piece of advice that I would add on is be compassionate, but don't bend. Um, you absolutely, in, in a breakup situation, you should be compassionate. You should be uh, understand that, you know, maybe what we're going through, maybe especially if you're the one doing the breaking up, the other one maybe doesn't want that. Sometimes you get the situation where... Both people knew it was kind of over and everyone's just glad it's over with. I won't say it never happens, but most often someone is being broken up with and someone is breaking up with someone. And that is it can be really tough. And you should be compassionate uh, again, unless they're like super toxic, in which case, fuck them. But if uh, assuming that's not the case, assuming it's one of the other two reasons for breaking up, uh, be compassionate, but do not bend. Do not kind of make it into a have these thing where you go well maybe we can role play sometimes still or no if you Stick wanted guns if you if you wanted to role play sometimes still you would have just said hey can we role play sometimes still you're breaking up for a reason you're ending this relationship for a reason and it's 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 the same thing like a lot of i feel like a lot of real life relationships do that they kind of break up in like those half increments and sometimes you do need to do that so there's a, there's an old theory it's um uh, you can't just tip over a vending machine. You got to start rocking it back and forth, and then it goes over. Uh, I I guess, but at the same time, but like, you be firm. Make make your choice and stick to your guns, like Serena said. 
Stick as the to person it. who has been the friend um, that is watching the breakup happen, uh, I also would like you, I would urge you to consider that if you do the thing of we're going to, like, it's over, it's done, well, maybe a little, your friends are screaming at you, whether <laughs> or not you can hear it, to stop and just go, just go. Just, go, just get out. Just, just leave. Yeah. What are, What are you doing to yourself? I know. I've I've absolutely I've been, also been the friend. Yeah, I have been the friend, just watching and be like, and I can't say anything horrible about them because you're going to get back together with them next week, and then you're going to be mad at me because I said something horrible about them. Just please end it. Please it's end just... your suffering, and I don't mean in the bad way. Just break up with them. Please, like, because sometimes it can get to the point where it does affect you, like your mental health and everything like that. And you don't need that. It's nope. a video game. Yeah, it's not <laughs> worth that. It's yeah. not it's not worth affecting your mental health so bad. Like and even in real life as well. Like no relationship is worth more than your physical or mental health. Yeah. You always deserve to be happy and healthy. Like and those are not things you have to earn. Those are just by nature of living. You deserve to be those things. And if someone in your life is getting you to a point where you are not either happy or healthy, then you are both responsible for and allowed to remove yourself from that situation. And no matter if it hurts or not, you it because most times, sometimes it'll hurt. Yeah. But I feel like you should always put yourself first. Yeah. Uh, one more piece of advice I want to tack on there. I didn't know where it fit, but I, I, I feel it's important to say, do not string people along to avoid an uncomfortable conversation. I feel like a lot of people have done that. Uh, I, I know I have done that at one point or another yes. in my life. I think everyone has at one time or another because you don't want to have that awkward conversation. And you just think to yourself, if I just disengage enough, they'll get the message and, you know, leave. Um, don't do that. Because all you're doing is hurting their feelings. All you're doing is making them feel like crap about themselves and making ultimately you make yourself feel like crap about yourself because you realize that you're doing that to them. Just don't be honest. Let it be over with in, in, in five minutes instead of five days or five weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I just, I just had, to, had to put that on there because I, I feel like that's super important and uh something a lot of people need to hear and I, I feel like i'm pretty sure someone listening out there will hear that last bit and go mm, okay <sighs> well that was depressing <laughs> but not as depressing as the fact that this is our season finale no it is our season finale i am absolutely like i'm i'm really sad yeah you should be i mean <laughs> We uh, so I mean let's let's talk we're, as we wrap up talking about breaking up with your roleplay partner. Let's talk about the season. Let's do a little bit of a post mortem here. Uh, chat about the show. I mean we've had quite a journey. I think it was last August. I put out uh, the feeler for uh, hosts. If anyone was interested, got more feedback or more responses than I could have possibly imagined. Uh, getting I was I literally when I when I put it out I thought like you know I'll get five or six people who will send a an audition in and maybe two of them will be good um I got like I think it was 18 auditions sent in or 18 requests for an audition sent in 
And genuinely, like, 16 of them were worth considering for being one of the hosts on this show at some point. And uh, and Serena and Jiraku, all credit to both of you who did a really good job with your audition. And I felt comfortable picking the two of you at, at the end of it. I, I thought there... I won't say it was an easy choice because we had so many really talented people who, who reached out. But uh, when it came down to it, I thought we had the best chemistry and I thought you two just did an outstanding job. Well, I, I would like to say, first off, thank you. And second off, uh, that comes as zero surprise to me. And I knew before the audition even happened that I'd already won. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> Great. I uh I knew that this was gonna work out immediately. I think I was five minutes into the audition when I was like, Yeah, no, this is gonna be perfect. It's this gonna is be good. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, um I, I, as far as looking back over the season. Oh, sorry, 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 I'm talking over you, Serena. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm kinda used to it. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. It's been a great season. Have I been the asshole? <laughs> I think we all have. Was I the toxic one? Oh, was it me? <laughs> um, I wanna say thank you. Um, because this has been like a wonderful opportunity. I did not think you were going to pick me. I'll be straight up. Okay. Um, because it's my first time doing anything of this nature. I, I mean, I did say in the casting <laughs> call that experience was not required. I know, I know, but I was also like, she's going to get a lot of good people. Let me just throw my hat in there, you know. And yeah. here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and one of the things, too, was, uh, again, I did get a lot of good people who I, I had a couple people who I thought were, frankly, better than me. Uh <laughs> and I, but I ran into the situation of if we're both on the show, we're gonna fill the same niche on the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna play the same character. Our personalities are very similar. I need three people who have very different personalities to do this show. Uh, and so, I mean, that can be a bit too. Like as mu- as important as your ability and your talent is, fit is just as important. So. Um, yeah, no, I thought I felt very comfortable uh, picking the two of you. And yeah, what a. What a first season it was from <laughs> uh, from our humble origins talking about consent because, well, every other topic in the damn show came out of consent eventually mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, yeah, talking about kink. That was a fun episode. I like that episode. Uh-huh. Did that everyone, was a good one. What was everyone's favorite episode, would you say? Um, <laughs> I, I, I know what mine was. Okay. And it was last week's. Because I got to pick the disreputable priest for the thirst down. And here I thought it was because you trashed on me for my opinions on Final Fantasy VIII for 20 minutes. I mean, I wasn't going to call that one out just in case that affects whether or not there's a season two. But that was the (laughs) real reason, yeah. I mean, you figured it out. You called me on it. I had a feeling. Um, All right, so uh, last week's episode for Jiraku. Serena, do you have a favorite episode of the season? I think my favorite episode was actually Stereotypes. Oh, that was a good one. Yep, the Stereotypes episode. Uh, I'm torn on which was my favorite episode. I really liked our Live Letter 69 discussion. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good runner-up. Actually, that's That's a good good one. (laughs) I thought that was... And I also really liked the subdom relationship. 
I yeah. uh, I thought that was one of our best episodes throughout the season. But I mean, again, toxicity in the ERP and RP community. Those were that one was really good. Sexuality in Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, shipping communication. We had so many good episodes this season. We did. I but I really did like stereotypes. I liked our one about consent because mm-hmm. it's been such a big thing. Whole, whole show was based around it, so yeah. Whole show is about consent. Yeah. We've talked about it nonstop. Every single episode, we brought it up in some way, shape, or form. If, if there's <laughs> not, if there's nothing that you take away from this podcast as you now venture out into the role play and ERP world, a little bit more knowledgeable and a, a, a little bit more prepared, perhaps. If there's nothing else you take away from your time with the Warriors of Lust, let it be this: consent. Consent, consent, consent. Every time you need to get consent. And if you aren't giving consent, then you should remove yourself from the situation because it's fucked up. Always consent. Unless you are consenting to non-consent. In which case, do your thing. Um Yeah. I, I we I'm I'm really proud of, of this uh this season of all of all twelve episodes really that we did. I thought they were all a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, I thought we had some very important discussions without ever getting too mired in it. We all we always had fun first and foremost. I feel like um, this is without question one of my absolute favorite creative projects I've been on board for, and I've done a lot of those. Yeah. I I'm always really excited, like when we go like the like the day before we record, and you guys could be like, so I'm just like tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just like tomorrow and then Callie's like yes tomorrow we are recording and I'm like that's it <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's time it is one of those things where like every every it's every Tuesday right the day before someone goes tomorrow's the day <laughs> I'm, just like, yeah, I'm gonna miss tomorrow. that uh so I'm yeah emotional I'm gonna get emotional. I know I know I'm, I'm starting crying. to get emotional too <laughs> Uh, and you know, you know, again, like so many podcasts go for so long. Uh, Limit Break Radio went hundred uh, over a hundred and fifty episodes. I feel like something like that. We went a long time on some of these shows, and um, and yet, in in six months in kind of a limited format show, I'm I'm really proud of what we did and and what we were able to make. And so I I think to that end, let's talk a little bit about the future. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it was indeed very apt for us to talk about breaking up today because one thing we didn't talk about in our breaking up discussion is being broken up with. Uh, we didn't actually tackle it from that side because I think it's probably time to do it here. Uh, being broken up with is hard. It's, uh, it is, as I said earlier, one of those things where someone tells you that for whatever reason, a relationship that you're invested in isn't doing it for them or they need something else or want something else out of their life. And it can be really hard to hear that. And I think the number one piece of advice that I have for you if you're being broken up with is to understand that for all the reasons we just spent 20 minutes outlining, it's really hard to break up with someone. And if someone has decided that it is worth going through all of that to break up, it's over. It, it, you don't need to argue it. It's probably over because they have made that decision despite it being an uncomfortable conversation. And desp- they, they have recognized that one of those three things that we mentioned earlier was wrong. 
They have decided they are going to get over it being uncomfortable and unpleasant, and they're just going to get it done with. And you need to respect that when you are when you are broken up with. Um, it is painful. It's not any fun. You don't have to be happy about it. You don't ever let someone try and tell you, you should be happy for me. Fuck that. You don't have to be happy for that. But you have to respect it. And that is, I think, one of the hardest things to do. Now, we're talking about it today because it is time that we talk about breaking up for a few months while we wait for season two to start. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, I'm not going to lie, it's going to be really hard to go a couple months without recording more of this podcast. I know, we're going to have to go like, because it's probably going to be like July before the podcast comes back, and that's going to be, that's going to be tough. I'm going to miss you guys. Can we celebrate my birthday? Uh, Yeah, what day's your birthday? July 18th. <gasps> I'm July 21st. We can celebrate our birthdays. <gasps> oh my gosh, and I've got my stream anniversary on July 21st. Oh my god. I know, and my wife's birthday is July 14th, and my sister's July 17th. We're celebrating all the birthdays, Jericho. Oh my god, July is... The- Jericho, what's your birthday? It's in November. Oh. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I, I, I We'll make guess. you an honorary birthday. <laughs> yeah. Can we interest you in, like, July 10th or something, like... Uh, I like the 5th, because it means that I didn't get any sleep the previous night. July the 5th? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, Jiraku's honorary birthday is July the July 5th. July the 5th. We'll, we'll, we'll celebrate that uh, as, as we get into <laughs> the month of July. <laughs> but yes, no, we will be back for season two of the Warriors of Lust podcast. Uh, we had so much fun doing this show. I, we don't yet know exactly what season two is going to look like. Um will we continue to do the thirst down every week that's debatable we got through a lot of the major characters in this game it's it's gonna start getting to be all of our lists are gonna start looking like jiraku's list before too much longer here i know um, right? uh will we uh are we gonna do like a major show topic discussion every week probably will it be as generalized as this one or will it be a little bit more in the moment probably we'll, we'll probably have things that are more relevant to whatever's going on in the game uh, as we get into season two uh, but we're still going to be silly. We're still going to be thirsty. We're still going to be gay as fuck. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. We are definitely going to try and make season two bigger and better than season one uh, was. It is my fondest hope that we'll be able to do at least a few episodes of season two live for you all. So you can tune in and be here as we record. I think that would be a very cool thing to do in season two. I can't promise it just yet, but I, I'm hopeful that we'll get to do that. Um, but if you were out there worrying that there wasn't going to be a season two, and I can't imagine why you'd be worrying that it's not like we were stringing people along or anything, even not though we just all. said, don't string anyone along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you were out there wondering, uh, or worrying, do not fear. There will be a season two of the warriors of lust podcast. We will be back and gayer and thirstier than ever. We promise that you'll get to hear all of our beautiful voices once more and mine. Yours was included in all of our beautiful voices. Oh, that's so nice of you. It's a lie, but it's so nice of you. Uh, no, it's oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now, stop with the self-deprecation. Only one of us can do that at a time, and it's my week. <laughs> it's always your week. <laughs> Serena has the self-deprecation stick this week. Only because yes. she doesn't give it up. Nope, it's mine forever. Ugh. Uh, all right, Jiraku, uh, Serena, any final thoughts on season one and what you're looking forward to in season two? Um, can I, can I have this one first? Yes. Cool. Um, 
we have to continue the thirst down. It's too much fun. I I don't know what could possibly replace it and would still be as fun. I get to every single week come out here and inform our lovely audience about characters that they aren't appreciating enough and make the two people that I always see commenting, hey, I recognize that name. Just be <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what's up. Yeah. Um, And I would also really like two things that I would like to change in season two in, in a good way. This is not me complaining. Yeah. Uh, I love longer episodes and I'm happy to go like we kind of shoot for around 60 minutes. We usually yep. go a little bit over. Six, 60 like to 80 minutes is our is our shoot for 60 minutes. I would like if we set the number at 90. Oh, uh, I think try to make it a 90 minute us, show. I think that that because when I listen to podcasts, I view like, hey, if this podcast every 30 minutes that this podcast is extended by is a blessing. It's okay. a wonderful thing. So I uh, feel like season two upping it by fifty percent would be pretty sweet. Seems like we <laughs> add add a fourth segment and make it a ninety minute show. Well, John just like, wants people to hear him talk more. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I, we could add a fourth segment. Or the other thing is, I feel like with some of the topics we handled this season, we picked really big, broad topics, oh. and I think a lot of them deserve either a second pass or a more in depth look. Like, yeah, I feel like sometimes we would uh, we'd cover the overview of the subject, but we wouldn't really get in deep with it. And I think right. that if we had more time, it'd be a lot easier to do that. Kink yeah. revisited. I think that, that, I think I that was the number one. Well. Yeah, I think that was the number one topic where people were like, you could have gone way deeper on that. We're like, yeah, we could have. Um, and we should. And we should. I, I, I like that. Also, we could maybe have a guest on to join us. Uh, and as we break that down. That would be nice. Yeah. I liked I liked very much our guest. Ah, Rookery, yes. The, yes. The, yes. the lovely and talented I, Rookery. I totally did not forget Rookery's name. I got you uh, covered. I was, I was testing you, actually. Ah, of course. I remembered it, but I have a hard time saying my R's. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I may have a bad memory for names, but I'll never forget Twintania. That's true. That she did pick Twintania, which was uh, that one caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" I that was that what one. I knew. Yep. That was what I knew. This <laughs> is going to be a good be episode. episode. Yep, yep. You were right, uh, Serena. What would you like to see in season two? I think I actually really liked um, when we had people ask us questions. Ah, well, how cool would it be if we could do this on Twitch and the Twitch audience could ask us questions exactly. live? I like that. But even if the days we can do it on Twitch and the days we can't, I think it would be nice to have a so, so-called, so like, mailbox, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Where people can ask questions. And after a while, after we've gotten maybe so many of them, or if we get more for each, we can kind of go through them. That could also help extend episodes yeah and that. i think get give people that perspective that because every, every once in a while you want someone else's perspective on something totally. or just ask silly questions <laughs> i like them quite a lot yeah no we, we also we do always enjoy uh the ridiculous uh i mean some like our discussion last week uh can you you know limit break in bed was a fan asked question so Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, we'll take uh, try and get some more 
feedback from the audience in on uh, in season two. And of course, I we invite you to reach out to us on Twitter or in the Discord, the layer of these casuals Discord, or on Twitter at W O L Cast X I V, and let us know what you'd like to see on season two. We're you know we're gonna have a couple months downtime to pre- uh, prepare and rest up and get ready and maybe make some new some new audio or get some video stuff ready who knows all kinds of things that we got to get done before we're able to get the show back online uh come july so uh yeah let us know what you would like to see as we move in to season two and uh, on to bigger and better things so yeah i think uh is that it i would also like to add to tag on to that uh i read the warriors of lust channel you do every single time I see posts in there, and I do not always reply to those posts because I am a totally quiet and reserved Jerk. person. Who... <laughs> <laughs> I am a completely quiet person who keeps to himself all the time. Um, but every single time anyone posts on that channel, it makes my day. So mm-hmm. you any of you listening are free to do that if you would like me to have a good day <laughs> while i am inevitably fighting yet another illness yeah uh yeah assuming jiraku survives to july uh jiraku will be back for season two uh yes uh on in the layer of the casuals discord server we do have a warriors of lust chat uh so you absolutely can uh come hang out and uh if you tag one of the warriors of lust we will answer you i promise uh, we, <laughs> yes we will respond we are all active in that discord server so uh uh if you want to hang out with us you are more than welcome to uh so yeah uh until july serena where can people find you you can find me on twitter at purple goth zayla you can also find me at twitch at kieran rose which is k-y-r-a-n-r-o-z-e and you can also find me in the layer of these casuals Jiraku? Uh I am easiest to contact over Discord on the Lair of the Schedules. Um, because I fucking hate social media, and the only social media site I still use is Tumblr. Uh <laughs> for my own well-being. Just laugh all you want. It's the best one. It's the only one that doesn't <laughs> try to that the site itself does not try to piss you off, only the user base. <laughs> um Fair I enough. Perhaps in season two, I will make my Tumblr URL public. But for now, uh, you can contact me on Discord, on the Lair of a Schedule Discord, or DM me uh, at 24 characters number 2535, which was the account that I made when I only had 24 out of 14 characters. Jesus. Um, But if you do contact me, please make it clear you're not a bot, because I get spam and bots and scams on an almost daily basis fun it's a great time it's a great time and of course if you want to find me you can find me on twitter at escalia e-s-k-a-l-i-a and you can also find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash escalia uh, if you enjoyed this first season of the Warriors of Us podcast, we do ask you to go over and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Escalia. 
uh, and that will go towards funding stuff for season two now. Uh, so you can check us out over there. You will get access to the podcast early, always two days early, and you get access to the pre-show. We record like a 15 to 20 minute pre-show before every episode, and it's usually us goofing off and being silly and just kind of getting our throats warmed up for, well, yeah, it came out wrong, but, um, <laughs> sometimes you learn really personal things about us. Sometimes you do. Every like, so time you, you learn, learn. <laughs> you can learn about Serena's taco and her nacho preferences. Mm-hmm. That's that's very true. Or uh, what was it today that we learned? Oh, that might have been before the pre-show, actually. Uh, well, yeah. and I, I uh, believe, we were taking a picture. Yeah, I believe cake got onto the pre-show, didn't it? I think maybe, so. maybe I think so. If not, we talked about cake. <laughs> yeah, we did do that. So you can uh, all that is available if you become a patron over at Patreon.com/slash Escalia. We really appreciate having you along and appreciate your support over there again you can get some merch for the warriors of lust over at streamlabs.com slash escalia slash merch it's again e-s-k-a-l-i-a uh you can uh pick up some of our awesome warriors of lust swag we've got all kinds of stuff that is incredibly indecent uh and all kinds of stuff that is perfectly acceptable to wear in public as well so don't worry if you uh can't show off if, if you don't want to have a picture of a cat girl with her tongue between her uh, her first and second finger I totally understand, but if you want one that's maybe just our logo instead and a little bit more discreet, we have that available for you as well. So check that out over. Uh, uh, buy all the Jiraku merch. Buy, buy all the Jiraku merch. Buy yes. Serena merch. It has purple on it. It does. You, Serena merch does have purple on it. That is very true. Uh, uh, as always, you can find the show over at Warriors of Lust uh, podcast.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts, obviously, since you're listening to it. Uh, and yeah, that's going to be it. Not only for this episode of the Warriors of Lust podcast, but for season one of the Warriors of Lust. We really appreciated having you along. We hope that we'll, uh, we've earned your uh, eyes and ears going into season two. We hope maybe you'll consider telling a friend about the show and uh, helping us grow the Lusty Legion as we move into season two. And so, yeah, we're going to be out for uh, a month or two, maybe six weeks or so. Uh, but we will be back. We I'll miss promise you all. that. We will miss you. We will be back. We look forward to season two. And we will see you then. Bye bye. The Warriors of Lust podcast is part of the Limit Break Radio Network and created by the support of its listeners, including patriots like Claret Corin. Views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Callie Page, Serena Hema, and Jiraku Drake, and are in no way affiliated with Square Enix. Opening and closing themes provided by Karai Karomu. Check them out on Twitter at Karai Karomu. If you want to support the Warriors of Lust podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash and make sure to follow us on Twitter at W-O-L-Cast-X-I-V.